Welcome to the Star Wars Collector Podcast, episode number 41. I am your host, Brian, and with me as always is my co-host, Carl. Hey, Carl. Hey, Brian. And today we have a couple of guests. Today we have Mike Hagen. Hey, hey. And Dwayne Steele. Greetings and salutations. Welcome. Thanks for coming. Good to be here. Yes. <laughs> Pleasure as always. And this is a first for us. We've never had four people at one time. Yeah. <laughs> this is my second visit, so I'm all excited. So. <laughs> uh, You're is... an old pro, though. <laughs> yeah. This is Dwayne's, I don't know, sixth, uh, seventh? Fifth or sixth, yeah, something, something like that. Something like that. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh We'll start with our guests on what they got. Uh, Mike, what did you get over the last month or so? Well, the only thing I got was the Disney Sandcrawler. So it's really cool. I uh, was uh, I wasn't really going to get it, but uh, I got this uh, Disney Visa rewards card in the mail and uh, found out that I could order it with my rewards card. So I pretty much got it with shipping and everything for free. So you can't beat free. And nice. uh, yeah, it's really cool. And uh, as cooler than I thought it would be when I got it, I was pretty impressed with it. So uh, it's pretty neat. Yeah, I was telling Carl whenever I got mine, I was like, "Man, this thing is huge!" And he didn't believe me until he got his. <laughs> yeah. Then I sent you a one-word text message. You're right. It, yeah. it is very huge. <laughs> yeah, I'll uh, I'll uh, ditto that because I I'll, all four of us apparently. <laughs> oh, we all got took it. the plunge and, and got one. <clears throat> So it was it was hard hunting it down for there for a while. I was checking, and of course Brian kept checking for me also, even after he'd already got his. Yeah. To, when it was available on the on the website or on the app, and finally we got lucky one day and they were in stock. But apparently they're flying off the shelves at the actual Disney uh, parks. Parks also oh. because oh, I would yeah? call the the uh, you can call them on the the phone and ask for concierge service to purchase one also and, and i called about a half a dozen times and was never able to order one because they weren't allowed to to sell them at that particular time hmm. low stock they kept saying well it has a lot of really cool features to it a lot yeah, of uh, you uh you opened yours why did you do that <laughs> <laughs> well, you gotta play with it right i'm gonna but you can i'm gonna open mine i will be opening mine too i'm <laughs> I may wait till after Christmas, but mine will be coming out of the box too. Yeah. Okay. Mine too. It's pretty neat on the uh, the crane that comes out of the front. It has that uh, little uh, crane that comes down and picks up can pick up your figures. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And if you have a lot of the Build a Droid figures from Disney, they all have that hole in the top of their dome where you can stick the little hats in. Right. Well, it has a uh, the crane has a little peg in the center of it and it goes right into that hole to pick cool. up your. I'm sure that wasn't by accident. Yeah. So uh, that's pretty cool. That is a cool feature. It has a little uh, has a little uh, trash bin on the inside, and you know it, it says trash because it's in Arabic, and I translated it. It says trash. <laughs> so, <laughs> I thought that was kind of clever. Uh, it would a be lot- odd that the Jawas actually label a trash bin trash, though. Yeah, no, would they call it trash? That's what I was wondering. Would, would the Jawas actually call this trash? I don't know. <laughs> but it's neat. Lots of sounds, lots of lights. Mm-hmm. Working elevator. It's really cool. Comes with a cool gunk droid. It's based on the Hasbro mold that they use for the uh, Finish Collection three packs. So it's and it's a gray color. And it comes with a Jawa that's horrible, but uh, you can <laughs> you can swim to the back of it, so it's not so bad. Yeah, yeah I have <laughs> about a background, uh, a background figure. Yeah. yeah, I have about ten Jawas ready to to play with with Bo. Right. That's really cool. It's a cool vehicle. I'll be interested right. to uh, to see how much our friend uh, Cody Hampton had in designing and and implementing its production. Yeah, I'd like to find that out myself. Yeah, it'd be nice if we could get him on the podcast. Mm-hmm. Got to find him first. Yeah, <laughs> he's Orlando or California or just somewhere. He was in. Yeah, he was home this past weekend. I saw that he had posted. He'd spent time with family. Oh, okay. uh, with his mom and dad. So. It was flying back on Sunday or Monday. Hmm. Anyway, well, what else did you... That, you said that was all you got, Mike? That's pretty much all I've... Yeah, okay. that's all I've purchased in the past month, really. Well, uh, I can uh, chime in that, of course, I got that, and, and at the same time was able to procure the uh, hmm. the new uh, Droid Factory R4H18 holiday version of the Astromech Droid that they've been... I think this is the fifth one now that they've released for around Christmas time each year. 
So uh, was able to get that this year. This year it's a uh, an R4 unit, of course, which has a uh, cone-shaped head, mm-hmm. and uh, it's a, a bar droid with the uh, bar accessory that you find on the uh, the R2D2 figure that was produced uh, a have, few years ago. I only have three. Has there really been that many? Uh, I saw a picture reference somewhere where uh, it looked like that there were five. I think. Hmm. There have been some red and green ones, ones with Santa hats on, one with antlers maybe, the one last year with the mistletoe. Hmm. I'll so, have to look that up. I, had, yeah. I may be missing some. Yep, but uh, yeah, I picked that up, and of course a couple of extras for, for a couple of you guys. Yep, thank and, you. Uh, that yes, pretty thanks. much has been, yeah, that's been it for actual action figure toy related, or not toy related, but toys, actual additions to the collection. A couple of cool items I also picked up uh, in the last month or so. Uh, Brian has already seen my uh, exclusive set of uh, vintage figure uh, top tops style trading cards that I purchased from uh, Great Britain, actually, from a uh, website or, or Facebook page called Jabba's Court. Uh, and what they did was they took photos of, of every loose figure in the original vintage collection, uh, along with some of the variants and uh, foreign uh, uh items that were released by other companies like Takara and uh, Glasslight, and uh, they made them into trading cards, put them on trading cards like the the vintage uh, Topps movie cards that Topps put out in the uh, 70s and 80s. That's cool. And uh, they're selling them to raise money for uh, a uh, 501st member called the Running Stormtrooper. Oh, yeah. Uh, he runs in marathons in his full armor to raise money for Make-A-Wish, Mm-hmm. And all of the proceeds from the sales of these cards are going to uh, to his, uh, you know, fundraising efforts. And they're only they were twenty eight pounds, which converted up to I think thirty thirty two dollars or thirty six dollars or something like that with shipping. And it's a full set of, uh, of course, the original ninety two produced figures mm-hmm. plus variants and, and foils and stuff like that. So I think it was well over a hundred cards. Um, that very very like cool. Really cool set. Yeah, it is. Um, and then just today, or just yesterday, but just today is the first time I actually looked at it. There's a new Overstreet price guide to Star Wars collectibles huh. uh, that has been released. Uh, unfortunately, it's paperback, but uh, it okay. is very thick. I would say it's uh, close to three quarters of an inch thick. Let's see if it's got page numbers here. Four hundred and fifteen pages, full color photo photography. And, uh, you know, as, as with any price guide that you would ever get, uh, it's already outdated, right? <laughs> uh, but it's got a lot of new material, new, new, uh, additions that some price guides that uh, most of us have, uh, don't have. Uh, it's got a very nice section on movie posters this time around, hmm. uh, not so much on figures or, or, you know, Hasbro and Kenner stuff, but it's got, uh, uh, role playing and, and, uh, board top or, or tabletop games. Uh, and trading cards and comics and novelizations and books and, and just a little bit of everything. So it's a very nice book. Uh, I paid full retail for it for 30 but Brian and I were just discussing that we think it's available on Amazon for around 20 Yep. Okay. But I supported my local comic shop by buying it full retail. <laughs> <laughs> Support the inner geek. Even those, even though those go out of uh, out of date as far as price goes, it's a good reference guide. So sure, yeah, pretty neat. Pretty neat. They have some good articles in some of those things too. Yeah, it's full of it's full of uh, articles. It uh, uh, has some articles from uh, the guy who's been uh, selling off his collection you know, on those big uh, auctions. Uh, Russell Branton, I think. Yeah, Russell Branton is his name. It's got a big article on him and how he started collecting and. Then it's got a lot of you know reference and historical how things came to be and different uh, um, talks about John Williams, the man behind the music, Ralph McQuarrie, uh, talking toys with James Gallo is one article. Charles Lippincott, the man behind the Star Wars mac- marketing machine, which I'm sure oh, we'll we're cool. getting, which we want to talk about later today. <laughs> so very nice book, I recommend it. Okay, Carl or Brian, what uh, what do you all have to add? Uh, let's see. Uh, I got, of course, the holiday droid from you. I got a bunch of six-inch figures. I got uh, Dengar, Rio Durant, L337, Imperial Patrol Trooper, Val, 
Zuckus and the Walmart exclusive Memban Stormtrooper. Um, also got the Vintage Collection Imperial Assault Tank. I got it for about 50% off. Oh, nice. Yeah. Nice. Also, the I got the a price guide, the Beckett Star Wars Collectibles price guide that just came out. It's got uh, 256 pages in it, so it's got... You know, I haven't had a chance to really look at it, but yeah, it's got cards and figures, and well, it's got lots of pictures of the figure of the cards. Got pretty much a, I think one of every one of the original like set: the blue, the green, oh, really? the red, the yellow, orange, and the stickers. So it's got yeah, it's got a picture of every single one of them, about nine per page. Mm. So it's pretty good. It's got, of course, it got some articles in here as well. Um, yeah, Beckett puts that out. Same ones that put out like the uh, baseball card price guides. Okay. <clears throat> and then also I picked up the newest set of Star Wars Destiny uh, across the galaxy. It's in the, the newest wave that they put out. <clears throat> and that's it. Still haven't gotten into that game yet. <laughs> I like it. I mean, uh, there's not very many people around here that are playing it, so yeah. it's really hard to play play any games. But heck, me and my wife play it; we enjoy it. Right. Uh, and then eventually, when you know, here in a couple of years, when Bo can finally read, you know, <laughs> he'll he'll probably get into it too. He like he likes play. He likes rolling the dice right now. Carl, what'd you get? Um, things that's already been mentioned, actually. <laughs> so the the Disney Holiday Droid. Thanks for joining for ordering them and stuff like that. And I also got the Sandcrawler in. And like you all, I was really impressed and stuff like that. And even though I haven't opened it yet, I pressed all the buttons and listened to the sounds and stuff like that, which gives me a question for Dwayne since she was talking about Mike opening his. What are you going to do about the batteries, Dwayne? They'll go bad eventually. <sighs> oh, gosh. <laughs> You're going to get me all riled up for it, Carl. What have you done about the stuff that you already have that has batteries? <laughs> <laughs> Nothing yet. Nothing uh, yet? Oh, so you still got the original, yet. like, uh, AT-AT that still has batteries in it? Um, sure. The one in the green box? Yeah, yeah, it did. Came <clears throat> 22 in, year old batteries? Yeah, I was going to say, yeah. that, that was came out in, like, well, no, actually, 97 one, or something? The, yeah, the Power of the Force 2 AT-AT, the re-release, mm-hmm. uh, I took it out of the box, believe it or not. What? Uh, yes. Oh, no. <laughs> yes, I did. I had it out because I wanted to be able to display the figures that were in it. and couldn't see them without taking it out of the box. Yeah. Uh. So it has been out of the box, but I didn't take the batteries out of it before I boxed it back up. It's in storage right now, of course. But, no, you know, my plan eventually is to uh, unbox most everything when I get enough space to, to set everything out. But for now, they just have to stay in their little comfy boxes. And their plastic prison. Their, yes. <laughs> their cardboard prisons. It's going to yeah, be a, a big unboxing party at Dwayne's house. Yes. Oh, yes. That will be a two-day event. Woo-hoo! <laughs> Bring your own exacto knife. Could, we could roast marshmallows, too. Have a big bonfire with all the cardboard. All the cardboard, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Unless wire, cutters to keep them. And wire cutters for the, for the twist ties and the exacto knife for the tape. All right. That first one will take him 20 minutes to get it open because he'll be like, do I really want to do this? Do I really want to do this? <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of how I went when I started opening my figures. When I didn't at first, I was like, am I sure I want to do this? And I'm like. No, the, the, big, <laughs> the big challenge for me is assembling them so that they won't fix, fit back in the box. That's what bothers me the most. Because, <laughs> 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 you know, I put the legs on that AT-AT walker, but you got to take them back off to put it back in the box. <clears throat> oh, yeah. That was that was very tedious, or not tedious, but very tense. Not yeah. popping the the tabs or anything when you're trying to take <laughs> crack. Oops. Yep, yep. Yeah, that does sound terrifying. Okay. All right. So, so uh, we our, got meeting news. Illustrious host, what's next? Uh, we have meeting news. Carl, where's our next meeting going to be at? It's going to be at my house, I guess. Yeah, so hopefully our people. Party. So hopefully people will show up. <laughs> yeah, we're having our uh, our annual Christmas party at Carl's house this year on December the fifteenth. And I'll yeah. make I will make the the dip too, since someone no, no, so nobody will have to bring it with them. Ah, oh, sweet, oh. nice. Of we'll have to decide what we want for our main course. Uh, that that as usual will be provided by Casewalk funds uh, that we've raised. So to be determined on on the main course and. And uh, but definitely a casewalk dip and uh, lots of I'm I'm assuming pat, uh, passing presents again this year. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. 
I, I was going to say um, we should watch the, the Toys That Made Us Star Wars episode because Mark hadn't saw it, but he's got Netflix now, and he spooled that. He watched it. <laughs> so he ruined my plan. Ruined his Christmas oh, well. party. Yeah. So I'll come up with something else maybe for the TV. Okay. <laughs> okay. And we're not doing Trivial Pursuit again because Brian always wins. Yeah, there's what? no use. He wins every year anyway. Yeah. Yeah. How, how many years in a row has it been now? How many Christmas parties have we had? Oh, way more than that. (laughs) Ten or twelve. I was thinking it was probably double digits. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely double digits. It's because you like the prequels. None of us else, well, Dwayne likes the prequels. (laughs) Um, I don't really like them. I like them. I mean, I guess they're okay. Okay, you've watched them more than I have. Yeah. I've probably only watched um, Attack of the Clones maybe four times in my entire life, for example. <laughs> uh, I've probably watched it a dozen. <laughs> okay, so we're looking forward to that. <clears throat> of course, time to be determined also. Probably maybe our normal meeting time at noon. But Yeah. yeah. Uh, and also, uh, where they're having the big combined party down Mike's way. Yeah, the Jason Stewart's house on December 8th. That's in Shelbyville. And that starts at 3 o'clock, and I guess it goes on until we all fall out. I don't know. <laughs> but uh, uh, there's supposed to be a ham dinner so Ooh, nice. provided by the club. And also on the Facebook page, we're taking uh, uh, names of people who are bringing other stuff to go with it. So uh, you can put your name down there if you're a, a member. Um, so it should be cool. Jason's house is always a cool place to go because he has a, an enormous collector room, and he's got all kinds of stuff. So. I've yeah, never been always, there. It makes me feel better about me branching outside of Star Wars when I saw his collection. I was like, okay, yeah. it's okay to do that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so as soon as you walk in the room, the first reaction is, oh, my goodness, because it's, yeah. it's just everywhere. And all his stuff is out of the box. So, yes. And uh, he collects not only Star Wars, but everything else under the sun. <laughs> so. Yes. Yeah. Have you seen yes. my collection? Me? Yeah. No, I have not. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was just, I was just curious. I haven't seen Jason's. I haven't, I haven't had seen Kevin's picture. either. Man, you've not seen Kevin's either? Wow. No. Every yeah, time Kevin. I've had tried to, it's I've, something's come up and I couldn't make it. Yeah. Kevin, Kevin's is nice. Yeah. Yes. It's like going through a three and three quarters vintage museum almost because <laughs> there's so <laughs> many cool. It's like, oh, yeah, I remember that line. <laughs> and seeing the things you don't remember, like a Dracula with a Porsche because it was, you know, released over by Glasslight or whatever. Yeah. Over <laughs> <laughs> which is which is like the first time I ever saw that I was just blown away. It's like, oh my god, that exists. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So in other news, now this is what I heard from you know, of course, online. This uh, former mayor, I think, of London said that he knows that George Lucas is going to be directing the Obi Wan Kenobi movie. <laughs> So I take that with a hefty dose of salt. <laughs> yeah, I would say so. Yeah. I don't I think would be, that's going to happen. I don't either, but I would be okay with it as long as he wasn't writing it. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, I would be okay with it too as long as he didn't write the dialogue. Yeah, <laughs> yeah there's probably a chance they, they pitch about every idea coming and going to him even though he's not you know involved with the company anymore uh, just to see. Because they know that would be instant money right there to put his name on something Star Wars related again. Uh-huh. But I, you know, as as like you said, I'll believe it when I see it. When I see it. <laughs> the, the only way I right see now it's just rumor yeah, mill. The only way I see that actually happening is because Kenobi is one of his characters that he created. Mm-hmm. So that's the that's the slim chance. I think there's no chance he'll do anything outside of that. I don't think. Right. We'll see. Oh, okay, here's he... one. Yeah, go one ahead. that I added on here, uh, and this was again, it's on several different uh, venues. Actually, uh, StarWars.com I think released the news today. A new Star Wars YouTube channel, and this is firing up pretty soon this month, next month, called Star Wars Kids. Uh, and mm-hmm. uh, to coincide with the launch, they're releasing a, a series of animated shorts called Galaxy of Adventures. And I'll be honest, when I first saw the uh, the commercial for this, I was like, oh, they're, they've redone the entire A New Hope movie in anime-style animation. <laughs> That's what <laughs> I thought, Apparently, yeah. they're just shorts. They're not the entire movie, but a lot of them look like they're from scenes from the movie. Mm-hmm. Dialogue so, and everything. Yeah. So we'll see. Uh, it looks very cool, very uh, uh, 
action-packed. Uh, of course, they've had the uh, series of shorts, The Forces of Destiny, uh, that they've run uh, within the last 12 months or so. So I guess this is something they're going to continue, you know, developing these these little uh, samplings of, of uh, Star Wars stories for us. Uh, maybe they think kids have shorter attention spans now or something. I don't know, Brian, <laughs> you would know more about that than us. But uh, depends on what it but is. It looks, yeah, it looks like a very, a very cool venue for them to uh, to uh, uh, as long as they can keep the the content up to date. Something for the kids to subscribe to on YouTube. And it, you know, and I wasn't aware of this. Mike actually shared this with us uh, uh, that to coincide with the the release of the animated shorts, they're also uh, releasing some action figures with uh, that branding, <coughs> Galaxy of Adventures, uh, in stores already. Found in. Uh, where was it, Mike? Somewhere? Walmart. Up north. Yeah, Walmart up yeah. in Minnesota, I believe. Yeah. Uh, we, we speculate that they're repacked uh, three and three quarter inch action figures, but they're in uh, uh, special packaging. Uh, so uh, yakface.com is where we've seen that, that news, uh, if you want to check it out. Mm-hmm. Very interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the price point there you said was nine ninety nine. It's kind of high. Uh, yeah, that's not very interesting. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> not for five point POAs. No. Right. <laughs> no. All right, so uh, celebration tickets only Sunday and Monday left. Yeah, that was uh, came out about a week or so ago. That uh, that Friday, I think Friday was the last Saturday. We know sold out first, or actually the the five day tickets sold out first, and then yeah. Saturday sold out. Then Friday, then Thursday, and now uh, the only thing left is Sunday and Monday. What I thought was funny is that StarWars.com said we got a black, you know, a Black Friday special. Buy tickets to Celebration, and we'll give you this plush toy or whatever it was. I can't remember exactly what it was, but and I, everybody was like, "What tickets?" Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So I know Dwayne's going. Uh, Mike, are you going at all? No, I'm not going. I'd love to, but I'm not. And. Uh, Carl, <laughs> I gotta save money for all these horror conventions I'm going to. Uh, have you fi- yeah. have you filled out the fa- the the paperwork for or the form for I podcasters? Did, I did fill the podcast thing out for you, like I okay. said. Yeah, I did do that. Cool. <laughs> hey, you never know. You cool. get then you're going five days. Yeah. <laughs> right. No, every time Carl, every time you share a new guest announcement from for Horror Hound, I'm like, oh no, Carl's not going to celebration now. <laughs> He's like announced nine people, and I've already won six autographs. It's not even the cause. Not even until mar- tomorrow. I'm like, you're killing me. Uh, he, he needs to go meet Christina Ricci. That's what it is. Yeah, where's that? Nev- and Cincinnati, Nev Campbell's going to be there, and Christopher Lloyd. You know, Doc Brown's going to be there too. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but looking well, forward to it. Uh, you know, he played a Klingon too, right? I do. I do know that. I, if I had, you know, endless money, I'd probably get a Klingon autograph. I'd get a, get an Uncle Fester autograph from him as well. I'd probably get three autographs, but I got to draw a line somewhere. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, let's see. Also, Mandalorian casting Pedro Pascal. I guess is going to be the main character. Which he was awesome in Game of Thrones. I don't know who's watched Game of Thrones, but never seen it. <laughs> Not me. I can't get somebody to loan me their discs. Oh, crap. <laughs> I know who wants to borrow my disc. I, I need to lay those out. I wouldn't mind watching it. I just don't have HBO. Yeah, It's on Netflix. You have Netflix. Oh, is it really? Yeah. I think it is. Okay. Could, is it? Yeah, it had uh, been. Unless HBO's, they took it okay. HBO's really particular, so I'd be surprised. Hmm. Yeah, we'll have to check that out. Because Showtime, I know, let stuff go occasionally. Yeah. It was. So, yeah, he's, uh, I've he's, never seen Kingsman or Golden Circle though, so I've never seen him in that. But yeah, he, he was one of the three. I think he was the South American Kingsman or something like that. I've seen you know, the first had, Kingsman. I haven't seen the yeah. the second one. Yeah, they had. Uh, of course, they we discovered not only do they have the Kingsman in uh, Great Britain, but they have American Kingsman and and uh, mm-hmm. other other nation nations. So he was in that as one of those agents. Gina Carano? Carano, I guess, is is how you pronounce that, yeah. Uh, former MMA fighter. Hmm. And uh, she was uh, one of the bad guys in the Deadpool. Bad girls, bad guys, villains in Deadpool. And if I remember correctly, she was The Rock's partner in... Furious 6, yeah. Yeah, okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> yep. Yeah, she was the one that uh, fought the Colossus character in the Deadpool movie. 
Uh-huh. Okay. For strength and was like throwing him around into stuff and everything. Yeah, I didn't even remember that. But now that you said it, I do. So, so she's very, she's very tough back. and, and uh, intimidating looking. So I would imagine she's going to be a female Mandalorian. But uh, yeah, those two, uh, that's, <clears throat> that's the only two they've announced so far. Of course, when they first announced the series, they said, you know, uh, John Favreau is the, the main uh, creative person behind it. And then also going to have uh, directors like Dave Filoni and uh, Bryce Dallas Howard and uh, some yeah, of those. Six different ones, I think it is. Yeah. Doing directing episodes. So looking forward to it. Yeah. Looking forward to giving Disney more of my money for the subscription yeah. service. <laughs> Another streaming service to subscribe yeah. to. And the the uh, there's more. I mean, you got the the Clone Wars cartoons coming on there. Mm-hmm. That's uh, will be season six. Seven. Is that right? Seven. seven. Okay. And then you've got the I don't know what you call it prequel or <laughs> to Rogue One. The Cassian Andor. Cassian Andor. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which has me really intrigued too. And that's just the Star Wars content. I mean, you know, obviously, you mm-hmm. know, it's going to have Marvel content. It's going to have animated, you know, Disney. Oh yeah, uh, man. they could have you know yeah. Muppets. They could have yeah. you know all kinds of stuff on there. Didn't they announce a Loki series too? Right or not? Am I, I right do not? remember I hearing so. that. Yeah. 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 They yeah. Tom Hiddleston. But, yep. So in other words, we're never going to leave the house, right? <laughs> Unless we're working. <laughs> You can take it on Netflix the go. better up your game or I'm going to cancel Netflix just to subscribe <laughs> to Disney. <laughs> all right. Uh, I guess that's all the, the news. So we'll go on into our general topic here, which is the first 12 vintage figures. So how many of you all had all 12 when, no, you, were, when you were a kid? I did. No, I did. Uh, I'm going to say I did. Still do. Yeah, I do too. Yeah. I had them and still have still have the same ones. Yeah, yeah, I have the same ones as well as I've upgraded the ones that was massively played with. <laughs> what was the first one that you got? It was Luke for me because I can remember. Actually, I can remember coming home from school and it been on my bed and my and I ripped it open <clears> from the package immediately on it. That's that was the beginning for me and maybe why I like Luke is my favorite. Who knows? Maybe because he was my first figure too. Mm-hmm. I don't really remember what my first one was. I think I got a bunch all at the same time. I know. I'm going to say mine was Darth Vader. I know. I don't think I got more than just one, but I definitely remember him being uh, the first. Uh, that I've played with a lot, and uh, so yeah, Darth Vader for me. Mine was the four from the early bird kit. Ah, I never no had way! That. Nice. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Do you have the double still, telescoping Luke? Still have my DT Luke. Yep. Wow, nice. Yep, and uh, Chewbacca with the green crossbow, and R2D2 with the dark blue markings on the dome. And- now, see, I have a green crossbow for my Chewbacca. Mm-hmm. I don't know how I got it, but it, now does it does it look a little bit different as far as like uh, I guess the angles on it as well, like where you would put your finger at for the trigger? Is it squared off at the bottom? You remember? I think it's the I think they're all the same. It's just a different. Uh, it's more of a translucent green from the early bird kit. Yeah, because see, most of them are rounded. Okay. And mine is squared off at the end, at the bottom, underneath mm. where the trigger would go. You know, where your trigger finger would go. That's what they call a repro. Not and just kidding. Yeah, it could be. <laughs> and it's got a greenish tint to it, so huh. I don't know. That's interesting. I have to look into that. I don't know. Yeah. So the first one that I have here on this list, I have R two D two, and. Of course, all these, you know, had the original 12 on the back of them as well, on the cards. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember R2. I mean, R2 could have been my first one because, you know, whenever I was a kid, you know, I, at the time, let's see, it was 78, whenever the figures actually came out. I, um, some At some point after I got it, you know, of course, I flushed it down the toilet <laughs> <laughs> just to see if it would go. You know, of course, I'm f- like three or four years old, depending on what time of year, you know, whenever it was. And I don't know how long ago after that, decade after, it comes back up. No way. Yes, I am. I'm not kidding you. It came back the, up out of the toilet. The sticker still on it. The sticker was still on it. It was no brownish. Way. You know, the and the tint, <laughs> the the head was all you know brown and. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Of course, my parents, you know, of course, cleaned it up. Yeah. But it had this brownish tint, like the, you know, like the, it just turned colors, you know, on the silver dome as if it was tarnished. So it just looks weird. I still have it. 
Uh, that makes for an interesting story. <laughs> yeah. This is what sewage will do to your RT. Yeah. Do not do not flush your toys down the toilet, kids. <laughs> it's almost like the, the, the swamp monster spitting him back up an empire. Yeah. All right, so how many of you all had any that were still on the card of these? That are now I, still on the card? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, mine aren't. I played with mine. Yeah, I, mean, I don't have... I don't have any on the card either. So, what do you all think about R two? This figure? Did you all like it when you were when you were kids? Oh yeah, I thought it was great. But I just when you play with something like that and having a sticker, it did take a lot of wear and tear pretty easily. Though it seemed like yeah. so that was the only negative with R two. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I like the fact that the head clicks. Oh yeah, that's great. Yeah, and the yeah. the twelve inch version even clicks too. The <laughs> the one that the gentle giant made, the jumbo version. Yeah, oh, yeah. I didn't even know that. Huh. Yep. That's the only one I own in those Jumbo figures, the R2. I think I said that before. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, you, you do collect, you know, R2, D2 stuff. So, yeah, it's more yeah. Like a focus for you. Yeah. All right, so the next one here is Ben Kenobi. Now, there's two different versions of Ben. Well, actually, three, really, if you think about it. There's the regular, you know, regular uh, Saber one. And then there's the double telescoping one. Did anybody mm. have one of those? Mm, no. Yeah, those are those are really rare. He's the and, rarest of the three D double telescoping, I think. Yeah, and then of course you got white-haired Ben and gray-haired Ben. <laughs> mm-hmm. Which one do you all have? Both. <laughs> yeah, I have both now, but I, I'm pretty sure my original one was white hair. Yeah, that's, that's what I have. It's the white hair one. Yeah, I think all I have is the white hair. I don't have the gray hair one. I don't either. I had the white hair one as a kid, and I picked up the gray hair one at a flea market one time. So. Yeah, I like the uh, I like the card art, but the the problem is on the card art it shows Ben Kenobi with a yellow saber. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. What yours doesn't have a yellow saber? Nope. <laughs> yeah, I've got the yellow saber variant. Oh, okay. <laughs> Very rare. <laughs> that yellow saber always reminded me of the original Kenner inflatable lightsaber. It was like he's yeah. holding the inflatable lightsaber in the picture, <laughs> right? Because it was yellow. <laughs> Yeah, and the uh, next one is uh, Chewbacca. Now, I always thought he looked weird. Really? I kind of like Chewbacca. He's probably in my top two or three favorite ones. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's always happy. He's always yeah. Happy. I was uh, a big uh, Planet of the Apes fan, you know, before Star Wars came along. So, Chewbacca, I, w- I always had a soft place for him because uh, he reminded me of those... Uh, Planet of the Apes characters and, and of course, gorillas, monkeys, whatever. Plus, he was bigger than all the rest. Uh, he was the one I always had fight Darth Vader because they were the same size. Mm-hmm. And he was the only one that came with a full-size rifle. Yeah. You know? mm-hmm. Yeah, but it didn't have the cross part on it. <laughs> well, unless you'd seen the movie a half a dozen times, you really didn't notice that particular variant, you know. I never really, until I was probably in my young young adult, did I realize that the the weapons and the the lightsaber colors and everything were that off because we didn't have the internet, we didn't have reference material and all of that. I never even, you know, like you said, you rip them off the package, you don't even have the package pictures for reference anymore. A well, lot of times, really, if you remember <coughs> the VHS tapes, the sabers don't really look blue; they do look kind of yellowish. Right, pinkish, yellowish, yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, next is Darth Vader, and of course this one has a double telescoping version as well, but it's also very hard to find. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So what do you all think about the plastic capes that came with them? Did, did your alls like almost immediately break and tear? <laughs> Not really, but I mine had more wear and tear than most because I would literally take them off and put them on other figures, <laughs> uh, which is a story I tell of my vinyl cape Jawa. Uh, his cape became Luke's uh, uh, jacket, you know, eventually or at some point. So, and then it obviously tore because the armholes were too small, and it was thrown away. So oh, then I had a, oh man, a non non caped Jawa. Period. Didn't have a cloth cape or a vinyl cape. So you had a vinyl cape when you were a kid? Yes. Oh my goodness, really? <clears throat> yes, I did. That's oh. my. You have the the early bird kit as your claim to fame, and mine was the Vinyl Cape Jawa that I destroyed the cape on. Wow! Yeah, I don't even remember seeing those in the store. Uh, I've always I always saw the one with the cloth cape in the stores, or the yeah. yeah. I would say probably Christmas of '78, uh, which you know we lived in rural Kentucky, so they got product got to us a whole lot later than 
than a lot of metropolitan areas. Mm-hmm. So the little mom and pop stores that that we got our stuff from, uh, and and some of the, my my stuff, a lot of my stuff was ordered from Sears catalog. So it's possible the Sears had a back stock of them somewhere yeah, too. That's true. Yeah. My capes are all still in pretty good shape. Um, I was, I guess, I was treating my toys pretty nicely <laughs> so somehow i was able to keep all the capes on there yeah i still have my Darth vader cape but i don't, I don't think i have any of the others yeah mine's the, pretty decent overall too yeah. the dilemma of course is do you fold them down or do you leave them standing straight up mine are folded down are they yeah i think princess leia <clears throat> yeah fold hers down probably ben kenobi's because he took his hood down you know and i guess that's what that was meant to simulate but now darth vader never had a hood Right. So why did his cape go all the way up like that? Hmm? I don't know. Yeah. And if you ever, if you've ever seen a Darth Vader without the cape on, he looks doesn't look quite as menacing without the cape. <laughs> no, he doesn't. <laughs> he looks pretty weak. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Next on the list is the Death Squad Commander or Star Destroyer Commander, however you want to. You know, they switched his name up at some point. I always love that guy. <laughs> Death Squad I, I kept for looking life. for him. I kept looking for <laughs> him in the movie. That's the one that I'm not real sure. I'm iffy on as to whether I had him. You know, I eventually got him, but I, I'm not real sure if I ever had him or not. I had two of him. I don't think he really interested me that much. I thought his helmet looked a little goofy. <laughs> the yeah. one I had always was always it stayed in really to this day it's in really good shape because he always uh, hung out at the uh, consoles on the first level of the Death Star playset. <laughs> I stuck him there, and that's where he stayed because I figured that was background character. Yeah. That was. That was his job, so he had to stay there. Right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I always looked for him because I was like, where's this guy in the movie with the gray uniform and the black helmet? All I see is the black and black. <laughs> so I never could find him. Mm, right. No. Uh, let's see. Next is Han Solo. Okay, now which version did you guys have? Who, uh, Mike? Did you have the the small head, big small head, head, both? Small, I'm still I'm still a small head believer. Small yeah. head, <laughs> yeah, small head. You know, most most of those first twelve, I got them very early on, within the first year or t- or at most two years. Uh, so you know, usually, unfortunately, not the double telescoping versions, but all of the earlier, like I said, vinyl cape, small head mm-hmm. uh, variants, white. White beard. I'm pretty sure the gray beard Kenobi was a later release from a different factory. Yeah, Carl. Yeah, mine was a small head as well. I had the large head. I never had the small head until later on in life. So I don't know exactly when I got mine. You don't know when you got your big head. No. <laughs> <laughs> now his his blaster looked more like you know his real blaster in the movie. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Because most yep. of the other blasters don't look anything like the ones I had. Mm-mm. No, they did a pretty good job on that one. All right, so Big Head Han, he always had, he always thought he had a terrible haircut. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I don't know why they switched. I mean, I thought the small head looked fine. The big head actually looks kind of awkward. Yeah, I don't know why they did that either. I uh, guess they think the the new head sculpt looks more like uh, Harrison Ford, but to me, right. it's nothing like Harrison Ford. And I wonder if he actually made a comment or complaint about it, or whether it just was someone else's opinion. Hmm. Because, I mean, they were licensing, I'm assuming they were licensing their likenesses, even though they really don't look like those actors. But maybe that wasn't even a thing back then, that, you know, since Lucas owned the rights to the characters and and their likenesses, Mm -hmm. that they didn't have to get the actors' permissions. Yeah, I think they had to sign, sign a waiver, sign away their likeness or whatever, so. Yeah. Yeah, I know they did have to do that because uh, other people, they tried to do that too. Like the Tonica sisters, one of them eventually, you know, said no. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, let's see. The next figure we got is the Jawa, which we've already talked about a little bit. Uh, I had the cloth cape. I never had the vinyl cape. Mm-hmm. Same here. I always had the cloth one, never had the vinyl. Yeah. Now, does anybody have the, uh, what is it, the Lily Letty version that has the removable, you know, no, I don't. hood? No. No. Now, again, wasn't even aware of stuff like that until I got back into the hobby yeah. years later. Great little figure. I love that figure. <clears throat> mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I wish I'd had more than just one because then maybe one of them would have survived. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would have been nice. Yeah. Uh, why didn't they? But I never I was never a person who collected more than one of each character. I never even had more than one stormtrooper or or, you know, anything like that. I didn't have very many that I had duplicates of, but I know the Death Squad commander was one and I think a B Wing pilot. I had a couple of those. Yeah. Yeah, I was always much more interested in getting a new, you know, a new character than getting a duplicate of. of yeah, but I'm you got to not remember. an army builder. <laughs> you got to remember though; these things didn't come out at the pace that they do now. <laughs> no, not really. But you know, when you're a little kid and you're you're dependent on your parents buying it for you, you know, True. you're lucky. You know, you're lucky if you get one every few months. And, right. Yeah. You know, it would Easter, take you a year birthday, maybe to get Christmas. Right. Yeah, my yeah. mom would randomly get me the figures, but like ships and vehicles, those were kind of like birthday and Christmas things. Right. But, you know, by by 1980, they had released the uh, the first 20, and then from 80 to 82, they released another 30. So they more than doubled the number of characters in just four years, or basically, yeah, three years, four years time there. Yeah. Uh, next, we got uh, Carl's favorite, Luke. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> Carl, had had a, Carl had a Luke haircut when he was little. <laughs> Back so when we, I had hair. We know Mike has a double telescoping. Did anybody else? Yes. Nope. Okay, and for those that don't know what double telescoping means, the uh, the saber itself would move out, you know, in there because it's stuck inside its arm, you know, inside the figure's arm. So it would pull out, and then the little tip that's on it would also pull out, and that's what they call a double telescoping saber. Right. So, so they essentially made it twice, almost twice as long as what we know as the non-telescoping sabers. Right. Uh, they they look really odd if you ever see one, and very fragile. I've I've uh, had uh, reproduction double telescoping figures in my hand, you know, looking at them, but I've never actually messed around with a, an original one because I would be afraid that I would bend it or twist it or break it off. Yeah, I've seen pieces. I don't know if it was a reproduction or not, but the actual, you know, tip part pulled all the way out. And there is a little, you know, nub on the end that normally keeps it in there. But uh, how many of you had the blonde hair? I do. Yeah, that's the one I had. Yeah. Anybody have the brown hair? I have the brown hair somehow. I'm surprised, but that's the one I got. What about the orange hair? <laughs> no. Uh-huh. I have no. heard about that, though. That's a I really think, rare one. I don't think that's a real var- variation, though. I think yeah. that's just where something's turned to color orange. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like the pink vested ones and the <laughs> yeah. yeah i'm like really those Orange aren't variations or... that's you know called you know sun bleaching or whatever <laughs> but yeah i think uh, again my theory is the, the dark brown haired ones were later later releases that maybe came from different we know they came from different factories because that's the, the official story is that oh well different mm-hmm. manufacturing hong kong taiwan or whatever they they yeah. use different paints paint yeah. colors to manufacture them so had to look for the COO stamp on the back of the leg, mm-hmm. the country of origin stamp. Yeah. Then we get to Princess Leia. Um, the she only has a, female character. Yeah. <laughs> and she has a great blaster, too. I always liked the way her blaster looked. Very you know, surprisingly, I don't, I don't think that... I know that I personally did not care that she was a female character. I wanted her action figure. Um uh, you know, I didn't consider it uh, a girl's doll or anything like that. I mean, she was one of the Star Wars characters. Mm-hmm. She was one of the three, the, the, or four if you count Chewbacca, you know, yeah. that uh, were on the, the Millennium Falcon and and uh, saved the day. Yeah, I never even gave, gave that a second thought. It was She's just one yeah. of the three. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, me either. But for years now, you know, Hasbro has said, well, we, you know, female figures, we just don't, they, they don't sell, you know. Boys won't buy female figures. <laughs> so uh, I think they just need to do a better job of distributing and and uh, all of that. And of course, we've been, you know, with the recent movies, too many female characters, maybe. I don't know. The hero, heroines of our last two out of our last three movies or whatever, four out of our last five have been female characters. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, not to get off topic. But yeah, Princess Leia, white cape, vinyl cape, uh, small, very losable blaster. Oh, yeah. Heck, all of them were losable. Blue, yeah. surprisingly, you know. Uh, something, I, other, something, oh, go ahead, sorry. 
I was going to say the other weapons mostly were black, but uh, a lot of the the very early Princess Leia blasters were a blue plastic, blue dark blue plastic. Mm-hmm. I was just going to say something I did when I was a kid is I put rubber bands around their waist and made like a holster with the rubber bands to hold the guns when they was in their hands. That's a good idea. Because even when I pulled them out of my parents' attic years later when I was getting back into it, I guess a few years before um, Power of the Force 2 came out, all the rubber bands had rotted. It was in the bottom of the box, and there was all the weapons as well. <laughs> so that's how they were all were, how I'd left them with the rubber bands around their waist. Well, I was lucky enough to have cases. I mean, I had the, the vinyl case from Star Wars, and then also Darth Vader case, and a C-3PO case later. Mm-hmm. So I had plenty of cases to put the figures and their weapons in. Mm-hmm. So I didn't lose too many weapons. Yeah. The thing is, most of them, uh, they didn't have really tight grip on the on the weapons, so they were easy to drop. And Back in yeah. the 70s and 80s in your shag carpet, and you know, they disappear. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Unless, <laughs> yeah. Unless, unless the figure had a death grip on it, like the Greedo figure or something like that. <laughs> yeah, where their total their hand was totally closed around right. it and just had a circle. <laughs> right. Yeah, the Han Solo hand was good for that. His was mostly, um, you know, rounded to where he would hold, and his blaster grip handle was just a perfect size for it too. Yeah. The stormtrooper blasters were a little problematic. Mm-hmm. All right. The next one is the Sand People or Tusken Raider. Um, everybody had one of those. Yes. Mm-hmm. Did you have more than one? I had three. No, I just had had one. Three. So nice. what did you all, guys when Even you played? They travel with, in packs. Yeah. yeah. Did you all did you all call them Tuscan Raiders or Sand People when you played with them? Sand People. Sand I people. did too. Yeah. Yeah. Sand that's, People. That's what the card said was Sand People. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yep. And then the movie they said Sand People. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think the tops cards said Sand People too. Yeah. Um, let's see. Uh, next is C-3PO. There's not really much to say about him. <laughs> he's shiny. Yeah, I do like right. the fact that yeah. he's back metalized. Yeah. It's a good-looking good figure. It's a nice sculpt for that uh, time period. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. yeah, and he stood up yeah. pretty well, you know, until and you if, played with you know, him a lot. <laughs> if you had one, you had to have the other, R2 and C-3PO. You just couldn't have just yeah. one of the two. Yeah. My original one has really, really loose limbs, so I must have like played with him a lot. Right. Oh, I, I think, <laughs> I think that's too. A, yeah, a yeah. product of him being made of a harder plastic than the other ones. Yeah. Uh, and uh, but yeah, yeah, there's a lot of loose limbed C-3PO's out there, yeah. and a lot of rubbed C-3PO's with the the back metal uh, coating rubbed off of them. Yeah. My C-3PO spent a lot of time on the back of this uh, the uh, land speeder. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yep, I had that too. Yep. And right, the last one here for the twelve is a stormtrooper. I think the I had last. two. I had two stormtroopers as well. I had three. <laughs> <laughs> Still just one for me. He, Mike had a whole army of them. He was, <laughs> yeah. he was, uh, he was Vader's personal guard. <laughs> yeah. uh, I, I did some uh, some slight army building back then, and. If I had an army, my armies all were three. So I had three sand people, I had three stormtroopers, and three Jawas. So, nice. Yeah. So out of these, out of these twelve, whenever you had them, did you think, man, why didn't they make this figure yet, or this figure? Do you remember any of that kind of stuff? Like, you know, why did they make this one instead of this one? Or I, I did. Yeah, I don't think I did either. I think I was very, very pleased with the assortment because, like I said, I was talking earlier about wanting Princess Leia because she was one of the the main heroine heroes or main people that, you know, wanted the main good guys and the main bad guys. I, you know, that's probably why the Death, Death Squad commander was one of the last ones I got because I didn't consider him a main bad guy. Uh, now, see, so. whenever whenever I was a kid, I I wanted Tarkin because I thought Tarkin was Vader's boss. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna yeah. say the same thing. I was gonna mention Tarkin. Tarkin was a big miss there because mm-hmm. I kept wondering. I was like, well, that's you know, Darth Vader's boss. Why didn't they make him? Because <laughs> you know, he pretty much puts him in his place. <laughs> oh yeah, and he's the only one in any of the movies that does that. Really. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I know that. Uh, there's still some figures that you know that. I'm like, well, why didn't they make those, or why they, why have they still not made those? Or, I mean, have they ever made an older Aunt Beru and Uncle Owen in a single carded figure? Um, Beru was in that fl- freeze flash frame thing, the ones you right. slide. She oh, had the okay, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yep, yep. yep. 
I know but I Owen was a three pack. Yep. I don't yeah. think they released him by himself, did they? No. Yeah. No. He came in that two pack that was uh, available at Celebration Five, I believe. It came with uh, the Darth Maul with the with the uh, robot legs. Oh yeah, and that's he's got a cool blaster too. I remember that. <laughs> yeah, hmm. it's kind of a younger version, but oh. uh, I still use him as my. Uh, Uncle Owen, because the first version they came out with in Power of the Force 2 is pretty terrible. So. Oh, yeah. And then they did that one, they repainted it one and did it with the um, Lars Homestead, and it's even worse than that one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so they definitely need to visit him again one of these days if they would. I don't know if they would or not. Yeah. I'd love to see that. Yeah. All right. I was looking in my uh, Ultimate Guide to Star Wars, or to Ultimate Guide to Vintage Star Wars action figures, and looking at Chewbacca here. And they do actually have a picture of the gun that I was talking about. Okay. Yeah, it does have like a squared off bottom to it. Okay. I don't know like which version because it shows one is light blue and the other one is blue black. Okay. And uh, I'll have to look into that. Yeah, so I don't know which one is more rare. Yeah. I have both versions. Okay. I know the one that came with the uh, early bird Chewbacca. This one, it calls it an iridescent early issue crossbow. Yeah. It's worth about double the price of the regular one. Yeah. So, I don't know. Maybe I had... Maybe I got the early bird set. I mean, I really don't know. I was I was kind of young. I mean, I'm, I think I'm younger than all you guys. Because <laughs> <laughs> I was only three whenever I saw the movie. Yeah. Yeah. I was eight. I remember going into uh, Airway. This is kind of the precursor to Target. I think all the Airways became Target's. Um, but it was a, it was like a target basically. Hmm. And I remember going back in the toy section and they had the, uh, the uh, early bird kits all piled up on a, uh, on a shelf. They weren't in a display or like you would normally see them. They were just kind of piled up on a shelf and I got one and I took it home and filled out all the information and promptly threw all the cardboard away. So, oh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't need this cardboard. <laughs> yeah. That had before. to be. That had to be really fun, though, filling that out back then with the anticipation of waiting. Oh, it was great, but it seemed like it took forever for the figures to arrive. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it was, you know, it was uh, February or March, I think, of the next year. Yeah. Right. I always wondered if, because there were X number of kids who already had the early bird kit, if those four figures were actually peg warmers when the rest of them were released, because nobody, you know, those kids didn't need those four figures. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it would be... Interesting if they had kept track of anything like that, track of anything. Uh, yeah. To say, oh man, we got too many of these Luke Skywalkers left, because they were <laughs> evenly they were evenly packed in the cases, weren't they? I think. I think so. That there's been uh, information out there that the I don't know that they were just twelve uh, twelve in a case. I think there may have been twenty four or forty eight in a case, but they were evenly distributed. They didn't do that silly stuff like they do now, where they put two of some and one of another or three of some right yeah so yeah uh another interesting thing that i when i was researching earlier today i, I found a story uh, from steve sansweet about uh the first figures uh when uh, the uh, head of kenner uh or actually it was the head of uh, uh burning loomis loomis was with kenner is that right yes Mm-hmm. Okay, he was apparently uh, attending a convention somewhere, and uh, just so happened—I think it was Las Vegas, maybe—that that the, that the uh, board of directors for Fox Studios was also meeting there. And uh, he had this was, I think, in December of '77, you know, when they were just marketing the early bird kits. But he actually had some early production figures with him, mm-hmm. and the story goes that he held a went to that board of directors to show them the figures. Uh, meeting and uh, held a raffle to give them away to someone you know associated with the board, but the, supposedly it was fixed and the figures ended up in the hands of uh, the children of Grace Kelly, who was uh, you know famous of course Princess Grace, uh, oh, wow. actress Hollywood actress, and that her children were the first children to ever have Star Wars figures, hmm. and they, wow. were, they were some of the, those original twelve figures uh, directly from the the guy from Kenner. Huh. Never heard that before. That's before, cool. before Christmas of '77. I think I've heard that before, and I think it yeah. might have might have come from you. Yeah, it's in his book, uh, the first one that Steve Sansweet from Star Wars from concept to screen to collectible. Okay, when he's talking about the the meetings that they held and 
how they came up with the size because I think it was Bernie Loomis that just held his hand out and said, how about that tall? And the guy got a ruler out and measured, and it was three and three-quarter yeah. inches. Yeah, his thumb and finger. He put his thumb right. and finger on and goes, oh, about this big. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, a little interesting tidbit out there that, that not a lot of people know. The first, first actual action figures belong to the Grace Kelly's children. Wonder if they still exist. Ah, who knows? <laughs> all right, so where to, where else did you all go to to get your toys at? What kind of stores? Mine mostly came from Hills Department Store. Airway oh. Zare Zare. Everybody right. heard of Zare. <laughs> now you you grew up in Louisville, Mike? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So I know a lot of the guys that lived down there maybe didn't didn't actually grow up there, but so yeah, you had uh, I'm sure a lot more. Uh, uh, bigger and more plentiful retailers to choose from. I grew up in a small town called Grace in Kentucky, and we had a Ben Franklin store (laughs) (laughs) and a uh, family-owned department store called Maloney's, which had two locations worldwide. Uh, So that was where pretty much I acquired most of mine, uh, would have been those two stores. Okay. Well, we had a ton here in Ashland. I mean, we had... I, yeah, we just never came over to Ashland that much. We had Hex, Hearts, Hills, McCrory's, uh, Murphy's we Mart, Kmart. Kmart, Kmart yeah. Which I think yeah. the, the Ashland Kmart and the Grace, and we eventually got a Kmart in the 80s. I think they both probably opened about the same time. Harvest no. was the most expensive, I can vaguely remember, too. And, and of course... J.C. Penney and Sears were in downtown yeah. Ashland at the time too. Yeah, they had a so. toy department down in the basement. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you yep. could get them there too. Uh, we had a catalog outlet. So like I said, some of my early collectibles, especially the ships and stuff, were ordered from the Christmas catalog. Um, so I'm sure some of my toys didn't even come in the in the uh, the actual boxes. They probably came in the white Sears boxes. Oh yeah, I mean I, I can remember getting the catalogs and circling everything I wanted. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, I love those catalogs. Yeah, me and my brother would do the same. They would get the the, the catalogs, and she'd say, "Circle it and put your initial beside it." <laughs> <laughs> but one thing that that kind of hindered my early collecting was that uh, I think I've told Carl and, and Brian this story uh, uh, was that my closest friend, my best friend, and I both were you know Star Wars uh, fanatics. Uh, as kids so our parents ganged up and what they would buy one of us they would buy the other one the opposite figure a lot of times like he would he would get r2d2 and i would get c3po or he would get han solo and i get chewbacca and then we would have to play together with them uh, early on you know eventually i was like well i need one too yeah Uh, but i know for a fact that that the first you know several months or year of, of playing with those toys it was kind of a shared experience in order for us to have all of the characters together. And he would get an, I know, and definitely the ships, uh, I got an X-Wing fighter and he got a TIE fighter. And to this day, I never owned a TIE fighter when I was a child. Wow. Because, I, you know, I had the X-Wing. Why do I need the TIE fighter? (laughs) 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 Uh, I got the land speeder. He got the Millennium Falcon. (laughs) That was a ripoff. Yeah, that's a ripoff. Yeah, that's a big ripoff. That's a raw deal for sure. Yeah, I had the Millennium Falcon and and still have every piece to it. Never lost a piece because mm-hmm. I ended up taping stuff down, like the ball. I taped it mm-hmm. and the floor piece. I taped it on there, <laughs> make sure it wouldn't fall <laughs> off because it just kept moving around. Those were the good old days. Use yep. your imagination. Yeah, oh, yeah. And when I got my uh, early bird set, uh, there was no other ships or anything to play with, but I had the Space 1999 Eagle that Mattel made, nice. and that was kind of that was kind of my uh, Millennium Falcon until I got the real deal. <laughs> do you still have your Eagle? Yes, I do. Oh, you have to tell Mark Schaefer that sometime. That's like his holy grail. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, he'd be extremely jealous of that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I have to shoot a picture of it and put it up on the uh, up on the Facebook page. Oh, definitely! Oh, yeah. A rare yeah. Millennium Falcon prototype. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. He found one. He, it's he, I don't remember if it was um, Goodwill or somewhere else, but someone had painted it silver. Oh, took silver paint, yeah. spray painted it. So obviously, and then they what must not have been Goodwill because they wanted a crazy price for it, yeah. and so he just left it. Obviously. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anybody got anything else? Anything you can think, think of? Does anybody want to know values of the first twelve? 
Sure, I have the, sure. I have the Overstreet price guide. Now, these are carded values. Okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, Star Wars 12-backs, the uh, double-telescoping Ben Kenobi in good condition, $10,000. <laughs> Near mint condition, $76,000. That's the most expensive one. Wow. Uh, Jawa Vinyl Cape, surprisingly, um, ten thousand in good, but only twenty one thousand in near mint. Mm. So it only doubles in price uh, as it gets in better condition. But Kenobi like goes up seven times. Wow. Yeah, just uh, the, right now uh, the least expensive one. This is a carded graded figure, according to them, would be a Sand People would be worth a hundred dollars in good condition on a card. But if you got it in near mint, twelve hundred dollars. Wow. Hmm. Yeah, the difference between your price guide and mine is quite a bit. Really? <laughs> like the Ben Kenobi double telescoping lightsaber, this one's 8000 mm-hmm. Uh The Jawa plastic cape, 8500 The Luke with telescoping lightsaber, they got it listed the most, 10000 mm. Yeah, it's Is, the is it harder to find on, on the card? You would think, since they, they, they claimed that the majority of them were in the early bird packs, that you would think a carded version of it would be, but maybe it, I don't know, maybe there's some uh, issue or not issue, but some value uh, that people put on them that, that just that because there's more of them made, they think the carded version maybe isn't worth as much as the the others. Hmm. Because even the Darth Vader double telescoping, uh, according to this, is worth more than the Luke Skywalker double telescoping. Yeah, Luke is the uh, least expensive of the three. Yeah. And actually, according to this, a near-mint uh, version of just a regular Luke Skywalker is worth $50,000 compared to seventeen for a double telescoping. $50,000? If it's, yeah, $50,000 for a near-mint carded Luke Skywalker graded. I, they, these must be auction prices that they've pulled up front because they've got just random, <laughs> like, you know, Ben Kenobi near-mint is $2,115. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I don't get where they get those prices at. Because <laughs> yeah. there's no, I, get I mean, them from Overstreet. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. But to think these were a dollar ninety eight or less, you know, yeah. uh, in nineteen seventy seven, seventy eight, seventy nine, uh, or beyond, because they were still on on pegs, you know, for years. Even the original Star Wars uh, card backs, <clears throat> depending on what you know where the store was and. How when they started carrying them and how quickly they sold out of them. Yeah, what I can't believe is that they re-released the figures on different cards. It'll be the same exact figure later, you know, on Empire, on Return of the Jedi, mm-hmm. Power of the Force, and people still bought them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, if you did that today, they would be peg warmers just sitting there. Oh yeah, you'd yeah. never get rid of them. Yeah, I mean, especially considering they weren't even wearing that costume in the new Empire Strikes Back movie, or mm-hmm. you know, that character wasn't even in the new Empire Strikes Back movie, but yet, you know, there it is, being released on under that uh, uh, brand name. Mm-hmm. I think it's the difference between now and uh, back when Star Wars, the trilogy came out, and the phenomenon that it was. I mean, it was such a big, huge thing back then. Now it's kind of an everyday thing. Back then, it was a phenomenon. So, mm-hmm. yeah, new collectors, new new kids coming along, you know, because the, you know, even the, the, uh, the most established modern, you know, current collectors, the, our our peers admit that they, you know, they weren't didn't consider themselves collectors back then. Oh no, yeah, they, they were, were just, just them yeah, they were just our yeah. toys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah I the majority can't believe. Of, I can't believe how many figures are still left on the card. Right. Uh, I've the stories I've heard mostly on those was you know either found store stock years and years and years later, where stores have gone out of business or, or put stuff back and took it off the shelves to put something else up and just never put it back out. Or I hear a lot of stories about parents and grandparents buying them to give to kids for birthdays or something later on, and just never give, giving them out. You know, giving hmm. them away. But if you were a kid in the 70s and you didn't open a toy that was given to you, there was something wrong with you. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And if you were an adult who was buying adult or kids' toys and just leaving them in the package, there was something wrong with you back then, too. (laughs) There might still be, you know. Might still be. (laughs) Fortunately, they have meds for it nowadays. (laughs) 
All right. I think that's about it for this episode. Uh, Carl, you want to read all our uh, stuff there? Yeah. Um, we have a Patreon page, and first of all, we want to thank our people that's already donated to our Patreon, and we have various levels that you can donate and help us out with stuff, you know, web hosting, and, and we really appreciate it. And if you want to check that out, it's at patreon.com slash the Star Wars Collector. We have T-shirts coming next year. Uh-huh. T-shirts coming next year. And we're on Facebook, of course. You can um, hit us at facebook.com slash the Star Wars Collectors podcast. And you can feel free to, when you listen to this podcast, chime in if you want to talk about some of your favorite first 12 figures. And um, on the we, we need reviews on iTunes. We don't have very many. Last time I looked, we still just had a few. So if you want to take a few seconds and leave us a review on iTunes, that'd be great. You can also talk to us on Discord, and um, if you want to email us, it's TSWCpodcast at gmail.com, or you can reach us on Twitter at TSWCpodcast, and um, our Facebook shout-out this month is Brian George. Thanks for listening, Brian. Yes, and we want to thank our two guests, Mike Hyken and Dwayne Steele. Yeah, thank you. You're welcome, as always. Oh, it's fun. Uh, if you ever want to come back and continue on with the uh, Kenner figure line, just let me know. I'd love to come back and do that. Okay. Yeah, we'll, have to, we'll have to do something like on the next wave of figures or something one time, I guess, then. Sure. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> Go over all 30 of them, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all right. I guess that's all for this episode. We'll see you later. Bye. <laughs> Bye-bye.